We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hello, 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 wine moms. Welcome back to the Mommy Wines podcast. I am your host, as always, Emma Dawn. And in today's episode, I have Kelsey, or better known on Instagram as Doing Mom Things. And she is a remote virtual teacher along with a travel planner. And in today's episode, we chat about how basically COVID derailed everyone's life. Um, obviously, duh, we're on the other side of it now, hopefully. But we also talk about um, affordable family travel, um, teaching, working remote, the effects that she thinks this is having on children, along with a bunch of other obviously fun things. Uh, very casual, very easy conversation, good listening, and great confessions. So stay tuned. Here's Kelsey. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk about being a working mom for a moment. Before the pandemic hit, I was honestly struggling to juggle it all. Getting up, getting ready, getting Milo up, getting him ready, getting both of us out the door, rushing to daycare, leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger, then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic, paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office, skipping lunch, and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my own home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass just for that. Professional and lifestyle flexibility. My course is now for a limited time being offered for only $99. In this course, I share everything I've learned about building and scaling my very own remote home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. Hello. Hey, I can see you today. Oh my God, I can hear you today. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm sitting here at my kitchen table with my blanket because I'm absolutely freezing. I've had and I'm my- in a tank top. Oh, let's trade. Well, I, well, the sun is now just starting to come out. Um, so that's good. (laughs) Where are you? I'm in Northern Nevada. Oh, well, I'm in Michigan, but it's 80 today. So it's like, but it's like never 80 degrees in Michigan. I feel like I'm originally from Cleveland and okay. In the summer it's like this, but, and then we're leaving for Florida tomorrow and it's supposed to be like 60 here the rest of the week. So, but then like one day it snowed last week. So, I mean, it's like, 
Michigan is. I feel like everything is just confused right now because (laughs) it has been the same way here. It is going from, I've woken up to a blizzard, an absolute (laughs) blizzard, three, four inches of snow, snowing all day or snowing all morning. And then by like one o'clock, the sun comes out and it Uh melts. And then it's like, my son, we live in front of a mountain range. So he looks out the window and he's like, mommy, there's still snowmen up there. Let's go get them. And I'm like, I am not driving up the canyon so you can see snow. And it just snowed all morning. Uh, no, but that's been his thing lately is he's like, let's go get them. Let's go get the snowmen. And I'm like, no way. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. We don't love snow. I've lived here my whole life or in Michigan and it's just not cool. <laughs> not, into it. not into it at all so yeah anytime we can have a chance to although the summers are really nice here I have to say the summers are nice but the winters just are terrible so yeah I prefer a western summer over an Ohio summer because it was so humid and so um like my allergies were really bad back then uh uh-huh. Now, oh yeah, it's bad right now. It's horrible here. Now I'm okay. I'm like yeah, that's a, what my dad a normal life. Yeah, my dad went to school in Arizona, and we went there a lot as kids. And we have friends that live out there now, and we would prefer that hot, dry weather rather than like hot, sticky, nasty weather here. But you know, I'll take it over the snow though. <laughs> I'll take the summer here over the snow. Definitely. Definitely. Can you still hear me? Yep. Okay, good. I turned down my microphone gain because my dog will not stop walking around our hardwood floors. And if I hear any more tinking from her nails on the floor and any <laughs> more episodes, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've never done anything like this. So I'm like, not, I'm like nervous to do it, but I will, I'd listen to yours and I, think I'll be all right. Oh yeah. Don't be nervous. Our, this podcast is very casual. Um, but yeah, a lot of the conversations, I like to mix it up with like professionals or like, um, pediatricians or, um, I just recently did this morning, a spiritual coach. So I like to do like fun stuff like that, but I really like to keep it, um, just normal, relatable day-to-day women. And I feel like that's what the audience really loves about the show is that it's just, there's no super crazy celebrities or whatever. It's just two women or moms just talking about relatable crap. <laughs> Which, that makes sense. That's what we like. To, that and true crime is what I like to listen to. So. Oh my God. I love it. I was just talking to a friend of mine and he's a hunter and he is like, I could go out and I can hunt animals and I can like, you know, have this mindset of like, it's for food. It's for food. Um, but then like he was telling me that his brother had a knife on his like dresser or something and it fell onto his leg and cut him. And he was like, Oh, Oh, like, I'm like, are you kidding? You're going to go out and like, (laughs) go, 
gut a deer or something in the middle of the wilderness, but like your brother gets a gash on his leg and you like, can't handle it while I'm over here. Like I relate so much to that reel where the dude's like, and her ear was cut off and her eyes were gouged out. (laughs) I saw that one. That one's hilarious because it's so true. Cause I'm like, I'm exactly that way. Like I like will listen to that. I'm like, Oh my God. And I like, like it. And then I like, yeah, no, I it's, it's totally, that's totally relatable for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. Cause he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm watching, um, the criminal minds. Uh-huh. And he's like, Oh, I can't watch those shows like that. They're so gory. And I'm like, gory, go take a look at your Instagram profile. Like <laughs> you can't be like out the in the blood. wilderness coming out of the deer as it's hung in the, in the garage or wherever they hang them. Oh my God. That gets me. Yeah. That's gross. I can't do that. I'm fine. If like somebody else wants to do it, but I would rather curl up on my couch and just watch people get their arms chopped off and their legs chopped up. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. We just finished watching a really good one on Netflix. It was really dry at first. And then it like turned out to be really good. It was I don't remember what it's called. I'd have to figure it out, but it was really good. <laughs> it was really dry at first. At first, I was like, this is stupid. And it was about like drug, a drug thing. And um, the woman or the girl was blind. What was it called? We just finished it last night. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> I, I yeah. just, I just finished on Netflix. Um, I know the world is starting to reopen. So I feel like nobody cares about Netflix recommendations anymore, but I do. <laughs> oh, I do all the time. We have four kids. I mean, I have to listen. We have to do something when they go to bed. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching, uh, Guinea or Ginny and Georgia. And then I've been rewatching Shit's Creek. Oh, I love uh, Schitt's Creek. And good girls, but I have now switched to good girls on Hulu <laughs> because I'm all caught up, but I feel like good girls is so funny. Have you watched it? I haven't watched that. No, I'll have to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. It's about these three women. Um, two of them are sisters and one of them is like a best friend and they like all grew up together and they're just like really normal suburban housewives, like in Detroit. Oh, okay. And the one, um, like the main character, her husband is like, oh, just this like floundering dude who's like terrible with money. And he like ran a car dealership and he was like cheating on his wife, like blowing all their money. (laughs) And she's like, she had to go find a way to like provide for her kids. And like, Uh so she like accidentally stumbles upon this guy. His name's Rio. Oh my God. He's so hot in the show, but I'm like, is he hot? Because he's like this flirty, bad criminal boss dude. Or is he like really hot? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I'll have Uh, to check it out. (laughs) But she starts, um, the guy gives her counterfeit money and she starts washing it. Like, so she'll go to like Costco or like um, any of these big box stores and she'll buy a bunch of stuff. Uh Um, And then when she, with like the fake money and then she'll like go back and return it and for like real money. 
Uh, and it, that, that's just like the foundation of the show. And it's so funny because it's like this criminal, like empire dude. Right. And then it's like this girl who's just like a suburban housewife. And it, it's, I'll have to see. that's it's, funny. A lot of it's funny. A lot of it's like, it has kind of like a, I don't, I would say it's like a, a dry, edgy humor. Okay. So I, I love have it. To check, I'll have to check it out. Oh, Do we, it. we just finished that one. There was another, there's another one that we've been watching on HBO Max that started, I think two weeks ago. So today would, or tomorrow will be the third episode and it is really good, but I don't like it because you can't binge it mm. <laughs> because it's just started. So like, yeah. you can watch a show like that, but it's on HBO Max. I can't remember the name of that one either, but that one is like a true crime one, but it's really good. It was, it's really good. I, I'd have to look it up. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Mayor of Easttown, M-A-R-E, Mayor oh. of Easttown. It's really good. It's um, same, same. I mean, I guess everything's like money laundering and, <laughs> and drugs, but um, yeah, it's something like that. And there's like a bunch of murders and all this sort of stuff. So it's, that one's good, but it, when, that one just started two weeks ago so today or tomorrow will be the third episode and we don't we like it but we're like we need more but you know I know I feel like I have to binge like back in the day I remember waiting for Gilmore Girls to come out every Tuesday Mm -hmm. and like that used to be my thing like I would get so hyped up to like go home and like turn on my tv and like I would sit through commercials nowadays I can't sit through commercials. I have to binge. The only two shows that I'm like fully caught up on that I have to like wait every week. And I I can't even add another one to my, my plate because I just won't be able to stand it is good girls. And, um, Mayans MC. It's like the spinoff of, it's like the spinoff of sons of anarchy. Okay. And, uh, both about criminals and like, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only one that likes all the dark stuff and I like I'm not like that in real life but I like to like listen and watch it so you know see I'm not like I'm a bookkeeper and a mom (laughs) like I am not a thrilling person so for me to like watch these scenarios of these people like living these crazy lives. I feel like it's just so entertaining, especially good girls, because I'm like, I can relate. And it's funny because I was just watching this interview on YouTube with the cast. And Uh. one of the things, the guy who plays Rio, the criminal dude, he um, is from like this neighborhood in South, South beach, I think California. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, it's so funny because everybody relates to it. It's like one of those shows where like a suburban housewife can relate to it. And then she can also watch it with her husband or like, then he gets people from his old neighborhood who is a little like rough around the edges. And they're like, yo, bro, we love your show. And I'm like, <laughs> so the, the crack dealer on the corner sitting at home watching NBC. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to check it out. We you know need, what? I need something new. So definitely. Well, there's three seasons or three seasons on Netflix and then the fourth okay. season is coming out now on Hulu. So okay. there's some binge binge worthiness going okay. on. <laughs> okay. See, I have to have something that I can like keep on watching, which is probably bad, but I'm, whatever. I don't have an exciting, I mean, 
my life isn't that thrilling either. It's just, <laughs> just with my kids. Okay, wine moms, let's get serious, but just for a moment. For years, I have been dreaming up and working on putting together a nonprofit program to aid the youth aging out of the foster care system. Recently, I submitted this idea to the heads of the Department of Child and Family Services here in my state, and thankfully, my program was approved. They saw an overwhelming need, and the Sterling Lives program is now moving forward. But to make this a reality, we will need more than the little bit of government funding allocated for these youth. Most of these youth aging out will face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into criminal organizations and gangs, or abusive relationships that result in unwanted pregnancies, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, the Sterling Lives program is dedicated to helping aged out youth transition into healthy, productive adults, granting youth eco-friendly and affordable housing, safe work opportunities with flexible schedules to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting America's rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. Ways you can help are by snagging up some MWP merch, drinking One Hope wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. Well, you have way more kids than I do. You have four, but I still need something to like decompress the mom mode at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Me too. Definitely. I'm like, and I only have one. So I'm like, I could not even imagine what it's Mine are like home with all four the time right now. Michigan is like, well, Michigan's numbers were up. So it's been a little bit crazy the last couple of weeks. And we sent them back to school. Finally, I have two that can go to school. One's in kindergarten, one's in second grade. And they could go back to school finally. But one got quarantined, like the second week they went back and it was only because another child in the class. So they like do it the radius of the kids. Like oh. if you're in within a certain amount, then you have to go home for two weeks and you can't come back. So, um, and he never got it, but then, um, but then my daughter got sent home like two weeks ago from dance because their dance team, one of, there was one person in their 50 person dance team that had it, but she was way older. So I wasn't nervous about like her getting it or anything, but it was just, they've just been like back and forth and yeah. So how how has that been? Because Milo is turning five this year and we decided to do preschool at home, but he's supposed to be entering kindergarten. And I feel like the coronavirus is going to be over, but like one of the things that we haven't really talked about a ton on the show is just all of that school back and forth. Like, how has that been for you this past year? Do you think it's been hard on the kids going back and forth? Like, are they confused? Are they like out of school mode? But luckily they're young. Yeah, luckily they're young. I will say the two younger, younger ones, I wish that all of mine were younger right now. Like (laughs) I wish that they were all like under four or, you know, not in school 
because they had that toast of, you know, school already. And they like, you can tell they have a little bit of PTSD because that day I had to pick them up on March 13th. Um, they, they definitely, um, we went back to that playground because they were at a swing school last year because their school was being rebuilt. So um, they, um, they, we, I took them to that because our playgrounds were all shut down for a long time. And then we were able to play at it. And I took them to the playground and um, to that specific playground. And they were like, remember this, remember that. And that's like when it really hit me. But that was before they went back to school at all. And then the kids here just went back to school. Or our district just went back to school a couple weeks before spring break. And then, like I said, like the back and forth. But they they seem to be okay for the most part. They want to go back to school. They do. They love school. Like they really do. Like they love seeing their friends and they don't mind wearing masks. And it's fine. Like those two are fine. Um, but yeah, the back and forth is harder on, like, I think it's harder on us, honestly, because we're both working. Um, I'm teaching, which gave me an opportunity this year because I was a teacher, started staying home a couple years ago. I've had like a random uh, jobs done my blog and now I was doing travel planning and then um, <laughs> and then 2020 happened and then they all started staying home but then the principal that we worked out a, he there was an opportunity for me and I was able to long-term sub at the beginning of the school year online so that gave me that opportunity but I've been doing it ever since the first year of school so I didn't <laughs> intend to do it that long but that's okay it's been really good for us because I was able to do that what makes it hard now is that we picked in-person school for the older two. So there's not really a plan for the kids that get quarantined or we choose to keep them home now that we've chosen in-person school. So like when they, when he, my son was sent home, he got like packets, like there was no school, like no, like in, there was no um, recordings or um, live sessions or anything. So it was like kind of up to the parents and thank goodness that I can, you know, I, I'm a teacher, so I have those skills, but like for other parents, that'd be hard. Like the back and forth would be really hard. So a lot of times there are, they're on tablets a lot because I, when I'm working, I teach live from like eight until like 11. So, and my husband works too from home still. So we both are working and we have to like work it out somehow that they, I give them like, I have workbooks and that sort of thing, but really when they're home from school by choice or, and sometimes we do choose to keep them home because I'm so scared of them being like quarantined again. So like, if we have something coming up, I keep them home from school for like a week because I don't want to get quarantined. So like it stinks, like it, that part stinks. Like, so I don't, I think they're okay, but I, I do worry about like in 20 years from now, like, are they going to be messed up like it does like I just was talking to my mom about it recently like I think it was last weekend and I was like I'm just worried about them like they have they just don't have, they're too young to like tell you like exactly yeah. and sometimes they have a hard time sleeping or whatever and they can tell like we're stressed more stressed out than we were before you know like you know thinking about like making out and I don't know like you were talking about like the decisions are so hard right now decisions are harder than any, any time in my parenting journey. And I've had to make a lot of like medical decisions for my, old, my middle guy and, or one of my middle guys, I guess. And, um, but yeah, it's, this has been by far the toughest with making decisions. Cause there's no like right decision and nobody can tell you like my, I can't call my mom and be like, mom, what would you have done in this situation? Cause she's never gone through it with little kids or, right. You know, 
So that part is hard. Definitely. I know that's like, I'm talking in circles, I guess, but the whole thing is just there's, and there's not one answer for it. It's, and it's kid to kid. Cause my one daughter, my daughter is older. She's, she's eight and she's been fine, but she would, she's a little bit more, um, she has friends, but she's, um, she doesn't need to be around people as much. Whereas my son is like super, super social. So he thrives on being around people and have like, you know, making people laugh and that sort of thing. And so that their personalities play a role in that too. We need to take a short break to talk about my favorite wine company that gives back. And that's One Hope. I'm proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wine has reached over $6 million in donations. That's crazy. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry, blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques. Each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted a forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. They even just released the new tasting flights, mini bottles for you to have your own wine tasting right at home. Shop, ship, sip, one hope at onehopewines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. Link is in the show notes below. Definitely. I was so nervous because uh, Milo, it's already just me and him. He has visits with his dad um, like every other weekend. But besides that, it's really just like me and him, like I'm originally from Ohio. So all of my friends, all of my family, everybody I grew up with is all back there. Um, so I was like, I never planned to homeschool. I was like, when you're old enough, you got to go to school. You got to make some friends, you got to talk to people. I know it sucks, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, you're, you're going to have to do it because I had always had this like mindset of like, I have to go to work. I've always worked. Mm-hmm. So it was so weird um, because my job was really flexible. Um, I also took my company remote, like full-time remote this like last year. Um, but when everything started happening, uh, there were so many mixed signals. Uh, there were people stating out all of these opinions and all of this stuff. And Um, I was, I remember I was going to drop him off at daycare and this woman in like scrubs comes up to me and she's like, she said something like, oh, the daycare's closed. It's, it's only for essential workers. We all have to get letters or something. And I was like, wait, what? I don't have a letter. So we turned around and went back to the car and I called my boss on my way to work. And I'm like, Hey, I'm bringing my kid with me. I guess I have to get some kind of letter. Um, but apparently that wasn't even true. She was just like, 
misinformed or just confused about what (laughs) or just well I think what she was doing was all of the daycares decided to go down to half capacity okay so she probably like wanted to like deter people from bringing their kids in um so then I like I pulled him out like I I just quit taking him and then I got slammed like I don't know two months later, three months later with this huge bill from the daycare. And they're like, oh, just because you don't bring your kid doesn't mean you don't have to pay. And I'm like, you're closed. What are you talking about? So I had to pay like $900 to daycare. That you and, didn't even use. <laughs> that, that I didn't even use. Um, because there was all, there was just an, a flood of like opinions and yeah. getting mixed in with facts. And then like, the news was changing so rapidly. It was like every day there was something new. So you're like getting the opinions of what people remember hearing from yesterday. And then today's a whole new day. Oh, it was such a disaster. Um, But because of that, because it's just me and him and he doesn't have a lot of interaction with other people, he doesn't have like siblings or anybody. um, I, I just enrolled him in soccer and he hated it. Oh, it I thought what, you were going to say loved it, but he hated it. Oh, no. He had like a mental breakdown every single time we went. And they talked me into coaching and I sent them a text and I'm like, I can't coach. You're going to have to find someone else because my kid is no longer coming. It was a mental breakdown. And every time we would pull into the parking lot, he would always be like, oh, there's so many people. There's so many people. And Mm -hmm. I think because we, it's just the two of us on top of not even being able to leave our house for a huge part of the year last year, because we were in Mm -hmm. Salt Lake. Um, it's just like, I think it really did like kind of mess him up. I, I, we have a couple of friends who, and we've been, we were really strict at first and then we've loosened up a little bit, like, you know, it come and come and go. Like it's whenever, you know, we listen to um, whatever restrictions and all that, we, we follow the rules and all that. And, um, but yeah, at first my kids, like if they saw someone wearing a mask, like if we went in for a walk or something and cause it, it would went in the glass spring, like when things were a little bit better, I don't know if that ever even <laughs> happened, but, um, <laughs> but, um, like outside, like when it got nicer out, probably around this time of year last year. And my kids would like see somebody with a mask on we weren't at a grocery store or anything. I wouldn't take them to anything like that. But they would like be like, oh, they have the coronavirus. Or they would be nervous if we walked on the same side of the sidewalk as somebody. Like they were very nervous because oh. we had told them that you can't be by anybody. Like, oh, right. or, you know, that sort of thing. But that's gotten better, which I, my one was six months old when all this started. So I was like, he's going to be like freaked out of everyone. Like he's only going to like us it's, he's going to be the shyest kid for the rest of his life. He might be the one that's better off. (laughs) He's, we go to, we were going to swimming for a while, swim lessons. And I think he's freaking everyone out there because parents are like, get away from me, dude. Cause he like approaches children or people and like hugs them and touches them. And parents are like, and I try my best to like, but he's one and a half and crazy and wild. So I try my best to keep him away from people, but he like, he is the total opposite of what I thought he was going to be. Like he <laughs> loves people. So he, yeah. And he like, he will sit on anyone's lap. He like asks people to hold him. Like he'll be like, 
it's so weird. It's just, it's weird how the different personalities too, like I was saying too, like, and you've seen with your son, like, I just, I thought he would only like us just because we were the only ones that he really knew, but it's the exact, for us, it was the exact, for him, it was the exact opposite. And my other kids are, their personalities seem about the same, like how they were. My daughter is always shy. So if you don't know her very well, she's shy, but then the other ones are, you know, a mixed bag, but yeah, it's interesting how it all has turned out though. And it's interesting how all the states are different. Like you were saying with daycare, I know my sister had her kids in daycare and they did pull them, but they had to pay a percentage, I think. And they were allowed to keep them there, but they, the governor had asked that only essential workers that were working outside, I don't, I think outside of the home, I can't remember, but so they pulled them for a little while, a couple of months, but they still had to pay a certain percentage. Just to like hold their spot for the future. Yeah. It was so confusing too, because like nobody knew how long this was going to be going on. So like (laughs) even, I feel like even if kids asked questions, you had no answers. And I feel like that is probably one of the biggest struggles for parents because like, Mm -hmm. that's part of our jobs. You know, if our kids come up and like, ask us a question, like you're supposed to be the, the adult, the grown up, the, the parent, you know? I remember those first couple of weeks, like just being so, I was angry and I was so scared because my mom is a nurse and she's a manager at a VA clinic. And I was like, I remember just crying and telling my husband, like, cause we didn't know much. And we just heard that it was like something that you die from no matter what. And like, and I, we didn't know how you caught it or, you know, it was just so scary. And I remember, I mean, it still is very scary, but um, now that we have a vaccine, it's a little bit better and my mom's vaccinated. So I was like, that makes me feel better. But, um, yeah, it was, it like, I just remember crying a lot at the beginning or like staying up all night. And I know I wasn't being a very good parent at that time either. Just like emotionally, I couldn't be there for myself. So like for my kids, it was like, I tried to like have to, to do things that were fun in our house, but we're used to like, go, 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 go. We are always doing something fun. So we've gotten pretty creative over the last couple of months just to get outside and do things especially here in Michigan since it was so cold but um just trying to be normal parents and like do what we wanted to do as parents that's what I and I've heard this from a lot of my friends that we've gotten we've missed like a year of our kids lives even though we haven't because we've had them home for a year and they got to spend more time with them like you were saying you got to keep your son and you didn't have to go to work um, yeah outside the home but like you still didn't get to do the things that you envisioned that you'd be doing with your, with your kids, you know, like we didn't get to do whatever we wanted. I didn't get to go to, we didn't get to play t-ball with our, like there were, you know, there's things that we missed and that year will never, we'll never get it back. And I like, that stinks for me. And I know I eventually have to like, just move on from that, but it still stinks. I just, I had to go back into Salt Lake. I I live about three and a half hours away from Salt Lake city in Nevada here. Uh Um, as long as I cross the border and now I can get wine delivered, I'm cool. <laughs> I will make the trip. Um, but I, I had, um, I was visiting with an oral surgeon before I decided to move back here. Cause we moved in the middle of the pandemic. We moved last August. Okay. So I went back the other day for my last, um, it, my last dental appointment. And it was one of those things where 
when I was living in Salt Lake, I, I don't watch the news. So I didn't really keep up all that much because even the people who did watch the news still had no idea what was going on. I feel like nobody did. So, but it was scary for me being a single mom and Salt Lake city is such an expensive city to live in. I was paying like my car payment was expensive at the time. Um, I was paying like $1,500 in rent and it was like, I was really nervous because they were talking about shutting everything down. And with Milo not being really that like old enough to go to school, it was kind of a challenge for me to adapt learning how to work with him being home. Mm-hmm. And, but like, I like took my business remote full time. I'd left like the whole world of corporate finance because they just like send everybody home. <laughs> and- right. Um, and I feel like that was the scary thing for me. And I feel like I even have a little bit of post-traumatic stress because now every time I spend money, I'm like concerned, well, like not as concerned as I was, but like back then when the whole thing was going on up until it's one of the reasons I moved out of Utah was because Utah is becoming so expensive to live in, Mm -hmm. um, on top of it, just being not right for me. (laughs) Um, I was like, if I, I'd like cut my living expenses, just moving three hours away to like a third of what I was paying. Wow. And it is, it was insane. And just doing that, I'm like, okay, that makes me feel better. And then like not being in such a crowded city, like, okay, that makes me feel better. (laughs) Like, so it was, I don't know. I feel like Maybe I'm not the only one, but like, I was like, so afraid to spend money when the pandemic pandemic first happened, because so many people were like losing their jobs mm-hmm. and I was, um, I think, I think I could have gotten unemployment, but like, I was also working for myself and working for myself is where I got the most of my, like most of my income. So I'm like, mm-hmm. even if I did get unemployment, it would have been like nothing. Right. And oh, it was, that, yeah, that I, was what freaked me out. I have to say, like, I, yeah, I guess we were, my husband works for, he did work for a different company. Then he got his job, his old job back that he had prior to that job, like during the pandemic. So that was nice. But I was working for actually a, a Chinese company. I was teaching online. And I was a teacher, like it's, it's called VIP kid. I was teaching for that for many, like four years I taught and I would wake up early in the morning and teach. Well, since they had all this stuff happen to them first, my bookings had gone down. Cause it was like, it's like a tutoring, um, one-on-one sort of thing. Um, and they were able, a lot of them weren't able to afford the services anymore. So I, my bookings were down. So I like had backed off of that a lot. And then the kids got sent and then our kids got sent home. So then I like, couldn't wake up at four in the morning and teach and then have them and school (laughs) them all day and whatever. So like that kind of fizzled out then. Um, but then also travel for me, I was, I am a travel planner and, um, and yeah, it was right before spring break. So I had all these vacations. You don't get paid. Like you don't make the commission until after they go. Mm. So yeah. So that really stunk because it was right before spring break. So 
And then like the summer I had a bunch of trips going and all of that. And then I had some in the fall, you know, you know, you had, I had a couple of, I, and most of them were Disney. That's usually what I book, but um, yeah. But then I, my mom kept on telling me, oh, it will be great after, you know, this is over. People are ready to travel. And she's right. Like she was right. You will be again. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And it's been really good. Like this, I, it's been good now. And so I think even better in the next like, year, it'll be even better. So, you know, well, I got to keep that in mind because we have been easing into travel. Like I, mm-hmm. we went on a few trips when my son was little. Um, but, and then we kind of took that toddler break, you know, when you really can't take them anywhere, you can't even go to a restaurant cause they're terrorists. Um, we're there right now. We're there right now. That's where he is at, but we're still going to keep going. But I, I'm always like, why are we doing this? Oh my gosh. Taking, <laughs> taking him out when he was a baby was the best. We did everything together. We'd go shopping. We'd go get ice cream. We'd go out to lunch. It was like, that was like my mom glory time. I was like, you're the best. I love you so much. We're like hanging out. We're so close. We're doing all these fun things, living life. Here's my cute little baby, you know, toddler. It's like, he's kicking and screaming and climbing under the table and crying and like, Oh, not wanting to eat his food. He won't (laughs) sit down, um, spills things. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is a disaster. I'm like, what happened? We went from like this. It was like the expectation versus reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I had that in real life. Like I was a meme in real life. (laughs) It's like when, when he was a baby, I was like, Oh my God, this is what mom, like mom life is like, like, I love this. It's so fun. And then he became a toddler. And it just all went to shit. So, but like now <laughs> we're, it's, I mean, that's how it is. And I, I, I always told my husband that I was like the newborn phase and the baby phase is so much easier than the toddler phase. And he's like, no, it's not. And then every time it comes, he's like, oh yeah. And he, he just said it to him the other day. He's like, you're going to be easier in probably about a year. <laughs> that's what he said. Cause he's like, they can't really like understand. They can understand. No, but there's no kind con- like the, the consequence. He's not he doesn't get it. So like, I can give him, like I can give him some sort of a consequence, but he's really not going to do anything at this point. So he just is a terror. Like he climbs on tables and pulls hair (laughs) and climbs on the back of our, he's just, he's, he thinks he's the same age as the older ones. So it's been really fun. Wine moms. I have a confession. Coffee is one of my major food groups. Having my son home with me all year through a pandemic, expanding my home bookkeeping practice, EDJ Consulting Group, getting my nonprofit program, Sterling Lives, approved, beginning to homeschool, starting sports, getting roped into being a coach. It's honestly what keeps me going and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee over cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you honestly can't go wrong. 
Coffee Over Cardio has all your coffee accessories like tumblers and frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate you can add to coffee or water. Upping the flavor and hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use my code 10 Dawn and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Amadon, and the link is in the show notes below. <laughs> but we've, we've been trying to ease back into travel. We just went down to Arizona. We went down to Sedona um, okay. to go camping because I'm like, okay, he's still kind of in this funky phase where like, I don't really like to take him out in public that much. And he loved it. He loved oh, camping. Good. He asked me every single day when we're going camping again. And um, I just went down to like an RV store to look at uh-huh. getting a camper that my SUV can haul, oh, which that's cool. cannot be very big because I drive a Ford Escape. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anybody out there who drives a Ford Escape, you can get a camper apparently. Um, <laughs> so we went down to look at that and I'm planning on putting it on like RV share. Okay. Um, oh, that's a good idea because we've rented from RV share. Really? Yes, we go camping with um, a couple of our friends up north Michigan, like Traverse City area, um, once a year. And we thought about buying something, but like we, I don't think we'd use it enough. But, um, and we, we would want something pretty big for four kids and we'd have to get another vehicle and it'd have to be a truck probably. And you can't fit four kids, <laughs> car seats in the back of a truck. So logistically, we cannot do that. Right. But, but we rented from RV share and we See, liked it every time. I almost rented one and I was like you know what like you know why don't we try camping because in my area I couldn't find anything that was like a full RV like that Mm -hmm. had like the vehicle attached and everything I could only find like fifth wheels and stuff like that and I'm like dude I no I can't like that's not (laughs) yeah same thing logistically speaking not gonna work for me so um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and go and get some camping supplies. Like we went to Walmart together mm-hmm. and we went and like, he picked out all of our camping supplies and made it like a really fun experience for him. And then we got home and he wanted to go like that day. And I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> we're not going yet. March. <laughs> so, um, I was like, okay, he's not going to wait. So I thought in my head, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go south like a bird. What's south? Um, Arizona. So, <laughs> so we went down to Sedona. The first night we had to stay in Flagstaff because all of the campgrounds in Sedona were full and it was freezing oh cold. His Flagstaff is like, I think the highest elevation in all of Arizona. Uh-huh. Freezing cold. I was like, we woke up in the middle of the night because we could not sleep. It was so cold. And we like went and sat in the car and turned it on. <laughs> and um, did, you sleep, he, did you have a tent? Was that what you guys? Yeah, we yeah. had a tent. Okay. And I was like, he's going to hate it. He's absolutely going to hate this. This is his first experience camping. I was miserable. I hated it. I was like, this is <laughs> not cool. Um, because instead of sending us further down into Sedona or like um, even like, outside of Phoenix, the woman at the campground was like, oh no, just go right back up top to Flagstaff. We have extra camping spots there. Um, and I'm like, 
you're looking at my car with a golden doodle and a baby <laughs> and you tell me to go back up 8,000 feet. I'm like, I should have thought about it and like, just been like, screw you and continued driving down that way. Yes. Like, like yes. this, this is how I drove. I was like, I should have just gone more down. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, I listened to her and it was so cold, but the next day the campgrounds were like unfull because it was like a Sunday or a Saturday or something. Um, so we went down and he loved it. He absolutely, he wants oh, to good. go camping all the time. So I was like, campers, they have such long loans on them and the payments are so cheap. I was like, I am not even going to bother renting one because I would have to drive like 300 miles to get like a full RV uh-huh. and then rent it and more driving to wherever we go. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to see what I can do with my car. And I looked at the manual and apparently I can tow things. So I'm like, I'm oh. gonna get, get a teeny tiny camper. You should. That would be fun. I mean, we would, like I said, we would we enjoy it. My kids really like it. I don't love it. It's not my thing, but my husband really likes it. And the kids absolutely love it. Just like, like your son. They I, love it. I would love it with a camper where I have a sink where I can wash my hands. I have my own bathroom because the first night at, in Flagstaff, we had no bathroom. It was like just a free camp spot. It had a couple oh. rocks where people had like set up a fire. That was oh, it. Okay. Nothing. Oh yeah. That wouldn't be my style. Um, I was not having it. I literally thought I was going to get like a bladder infection because I was like, I can't <laughs> do this. So, um, but the next night was better because we had like a campground where there was like showers and a bathroom and like little things set up like a picnic table. Like the first one had like nowhere to even sit. There's like no picnic okay. table. No, it was just rocks and some trees and that's it. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is better. I'm like, but yeah, if he, cause he wants to go all the time. And because I've taken my practice remote, all I need is like an, a Wi-Fi or like an hotspot connection uh-huh. and, and I can work. And I'm like, man, if I had a camper, we could probably go like all the time, twice a month. Yeah. And you're in a good area. My sister lived in California and they, uh, he, her, my brother-in-law was in the, um, or is in the military and they would camp all the time, but it was different than Michigan because you can camp a couple more months out of the year than we can. So, um, but they had one and they, they still do have it, but there's this like decked out. They have like granite countertops. It's crazy. It's a really nice. Yeah. It's like really nice. <laughs> it's huge. It's better huge. than it's my like house. house. <laughs> it's like a huge, yeah. It's a huge house. It's like a house. Yeah. House on wheels. But no, but and I mean, we have a lot of friends that enjoy it. I just, I just, um, I like it the one time a year, <laughs> but people, people like it. I like hotels, but I think it's, I think I would like it more without little kids. Like I think with the mm. diapers and all of that, I think I have a hard time with like dirty and, and then like camping and then bringing all the stuff home and you have to like, it's like cleaning again. So you clean it all to put it away and then you clean it all. It's so, yeah, messy. I, it is so messy, messy but it's messy. fun for the kids. So it's fun, but it is, I give yeah. me some wine and I'm better, but I mean, <laughs> Oh I'll my God. It. it was such a disaster. So, um, I brought 
two bottles of wine with me. I brought a sparkling bottle from one, they're both from One Hope and a One Hope Pinot Grigio. Uh, And I couldn't even drink them because like the whole cooler situation with getting ice. And then like, I was like, well, now it's warm. And then, yeah, so (laughs) it was fine. Um, but the camper we looked at had, um, a queen bed and then it had two twin bunks and then the Mm -hmm. dinette turned into a full size bed. So it says technically that it sleeps six, but, um, I'm like, and I can pull that with my car. And I was like, so not aware uh, that I could even do that. I thought that I would either, cause we were planning on trading my car in on a full C-class RV and traveling full time for like a oh, year, for like a that year. That would be awesome. Um, but then I was like, well, then I'm not going to have a car and yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That would, that would be hard. We did have, I do have a friend who did that. They left around like, I think it was in October and they they live here in Michigan and they have twins and her husband works remote and she works remote and they came back recently, like a month ago. They were, and they didn't plan, but they went South. Like they just kept on going South and they ended up in Florida. Like this, like they went all the way through Florida and then came all the way back, but they were gone for October to like a month ago. And they had two, I think they're four years old, four or five. And yeah, they had the best time. She said it was like, she was not a camper. They started off with like a pop-up camper and then mm. they just kept getting bigger and bigger. And then, and then her husband, like, I think her husband talked her into getting like, they bought a truck and then they had to buy it. Then they bought the big, huge camper. And then <laughs> they both worked from, from there. And it looked like they had the best time ever. And she was like, this was not my style. This was not me, but they, it, they had a really good time. And I think- Fun. Tons and tons of people have been doing that. I've either heard that people, because so many jobs from the pandemic have either moved to remote working, Mm -hmm. that they've just like sold all their junk and traveled. I had um, our light travels on, or is it our light travel? I think it's our light. Yeah. Our light travels. Um, She's a mom. She's a single mom of two boys. Her and her husband got a divorce. So she has Uh four kids, um, but her older kids are like in sports and like really attached to their their school. So they stay with their dad and then she has two boys and it's her and her sons and they just travel full, pretty much full time. Like, and they even went like international through the pandemic. It was a a little tricky because like there was times where like they had to quarantine and like get tested before they came home and all that stuff, but they travel full time. And she works remote um, and she's a photographer and she homeschools her boys and they are just like most of the time on the road. Um, And then like, I I've either heard people have like left bigger cities to get like beach houses. Like if you're, cause if you're not attached to your New York city office, why not move to Myrtle beach? Right. Um, Or like Florida or something, you know? So like tons of people. I can't say we are. We haven't considered it. <laughs> we we yeah. definitely moving out of Michigan. People are either moving to where they ideally would like to live full time 
which is typically Mm. like where they vacation, like Hawaii, South Carolina, um, Florida, wherever, or a lot of more people are traveling. Yeah. I mean, my travel business is up. Like, I mean, I was overwhelmed for a while. I was underwhelmed for a really long time where I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Like, so I was getting all my stuff together. Um, and like I said, I primarily sell, or I primarily help people with Disney, but, um, I can do anything. Um, but yeah, like it's gone up. I I mean, I did not expect it to be like that. And like I said, some people aren't ready to travel yet and some people are, but it's like, overwhelming how busy I feel like it's either one end of the spectrum of either like you can't wait to get the hell out of your house or you're (laughs) still afraid and you're like cautious and you're like I don't know maybe I'll try going to the market today (laughs) right it's one or the other and it's like we're kind of in between right now like we were really really cautious and then I had a like I had like a mental breakdown and it was not okay like because all my kids were home and I was teaching and it was not it was just not okay like I was overwhelmed with life and like the pandemic and all of that. And I remember I went and sat in our bedroom and that's where my husband's office is set up. And <laughs> I'm sure I scared him so much. I sat in our, there was like, there's a lazy boy chair in our room and he was like on a meeting and I came in there and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And I was crying, like hyperventilating. And it, it's not funny, but it was like, I was oh. like, now that I look back at it, he was like, um, I have to go. And then he, um, <laughs> he, he like sat there and just stared at me. Cause I'm not usually like that. Like I'm not usually like emotional in front, like, you know, until I am, which is not good, but anyway, I'm kind of the um, same way. I either only I cry, I either only cry at Grey's Anatomy every single episode. Oh, doesn't God. matter what it is or because I'm so mad that I just don't know what else to do. Right. Like, <laughs> and I think that's, I was mad at life. Like I was mad at the, I, like I've said before, like where, where, when I, when I said that earlier, like I was feeling like we were losing like a year of our kids' lives. And I, this is what I wanted to do as being mom. This is all I've ever like really wanted to do. And I know that that might be sound, sound sad, but like, I really like looked forward to being a mom for my whole life. And uh, hence why I have four kids and <laughs> I love it. I love being a mom. I love showing my, not showing my kids off to other people, but like involving my kids and having those relationships with other families. And I'm really social, um, major extrovert or yeah, extrovert. Yes. <laughs> and my husband's an introvert. So he's been all right. Like he's been okay with it, but, um, yeah. And so then the next day, literally we booked, um, no, I'm sorry that night, he, we looked on the internet and we found a VRBO and, um, booked that and hopped in the car the next morning and drove to Florida because I was like, I have to get out of here. And we both worked and we just kept on extending it until that house was up and it had a, and that really broke us, I think, because I was, we were super, super cautious. And then we did that and we did go to Disney world, which I'm, it was great. Like, I have to say, like, it was, their, their precautions were amazing. And, um, but we drove, which made me feel better. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're flying in a couple of days and that's okay too. But, um, we, um, we drove and it was horrible with Boston. Cause he's like a year and a half old and he screamed all that, but <laughs> yeah, we had our own pool. We had our own hot tub. It was amazing. Like it was an amazing vacation. And I don't know if it was like truly the best vacation I ever had because it was the best vacation I ever had or because 
it was so overwhelmingly like amazing because of the last year and it was just like oh my gosh like my like my life was so overwhelming and then we went and did that and it was it was just and we we stuck to like our rules basically besides going to Disney World we didn't do a bunch of things but it was just nice like it was it was amazing like it was it really made me cherish like the times with my kids and doing things so I that vacation will be so memorable I'm hoping with my kids for the rest of their lives but who knows who knows I I used to travel a ton a ton a ton a ton um before I had Milo and then when I had him obviously life kind of slowed down I was a little bit more stationary but now I'm hoping using our camper a ton and put, listing it on RV share, making it an income generator. I can then not only use the camper when we want to, but then also take the earnings from RV share and like invest them in like bigger trips like Disney World and Disneyland. Yeah. And one of the things I like about living where I do live in Nevada is we still get all four seasons, but we're, st- we are pretty centrally located. Like, California, I think Sonoma wine country is like 500 miles. Oh, Ta- wow. Tahoe's like 350, Salt Lake's 280. Um, and then we have all of the things up north, like uh, Yellowstone and Jackson Hole and all that stuff. Um, so for being out west, everything's, of course, bigger and wider and further away than what I'm used to growing up in Ohio where everything's super close. Yeah. <laughs> um, what made you guys move there? What did you, how did um, you end up in Nevada? I know mean, you were in Utah, but what made you go West? I guess I was, tra- well, I was traveling and I ended up in Vegas and I was in okay. Vegas for a couple of years, but I'm like, I don't want to live in Vegas. Uh, and I took a contract job uh, okay. and the job was in Southern Utah. It was a resort outside of a national park, Bryce Canyon, uh, strange place. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I met my son's dad down there and he ended up taking a job up here where a friend of his worked. Um, and then, yeah, he asked me to move and I was like, sure. You know, I actually love it. It's a, it's a super small town. Okay. Um, they do a lot of mining and stuff like for gold. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but I'm like, it's quiet. It's mountainy. There's no humidity. I'm like, I, right. can, I, I, I dig it. I mean, we don't, we have no like views here. Like it's like, I know but that's I, the thing. Like you drive through my sister lives in Ohio. Now the one that lived in California because her husband's a military. So they have to move. And she's like, Ohio, <laughs> like <laughs> Ohio, like it's just, I so love Ohio because I went, I went home and it was so green. Like that's one of the things out here. There's a lot of like big rocks and like, um, like sage grass and things like that. Uh-huh. So being in the high desert, obviously it's a desert. So it's not like as green or like forested. That's what I really miss. I think is Ohio is just completely from head to toe forested. And it's like you, if you want to build a house or whatever, you have to literally like cut down a forest (laughs) to like just build a yard. Um, 
which not a lot of people do because it's already like it's so old that like a lot of the houses are already built and stuff like that. But that's one of the things I didn't notice um, or like really consider about Ohio is just the fact that it is like so green. Yeah. But it's also everything that I'm allergic to. So it was kind of miserable going back. <laughs> I was, I was sure. like, yeah, punched right in the face with allergies. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? I'm dying. <laughs> it's like after four years, I forgot what it was like. <laughs> it is bad. I mean, in, in Michigan is bad right now or where we live, but, um, but I do like the summers. I really, you can't beat like Michigan summer with the, the lakes and up North and all of that. Like it's, that's something that's amazing, but the winters are just god awful. Like they're just not awesome. Too much. So, <laughs> you just you know pack on the pounds in the winter and just kind of hibernate. I guess. <laughs> Especially the last like couple. Of the la- this last winter has been brutal, but I mean, eventually it'll get nice. Like today's eighty, so that's good, but. It's supposed to be 60 the rest. I know of I'm all snuggled up over here and you're <laughs> I know like, and I have a summertime. <laughs> Hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> I know Michigan is just it's just how it is. But then tomorrow will be completely different. So it's oh definitely. You don't know like to put away the winter jackets or like grab the swimsuits. Like I'm not sure where we're at right <laughs> now. So we're just kind of in between there. So yeah. Well, one thing we do on this show, and I don't know if you noticed it in any of the episodes that you listen to, but we do a segment called Confessions. It can be a mommy fashion. It can be an embarrassing story. I actually have one that's a little risque if you want me to go first. Okay, you go first and I'll try to think of something. Okay. So I, I can't remember if I've said this on a podcast yet or not, but, um, a few weeks ago, uh, my son, he's now began to climb things. Like we don't have handles on any of our, uh, cabinets. So he climbs the drawers like ladders and he does it a lot in the bathroom, um, to get on top of the counter so he can wash his hands. And lately he's just been like playing in the water because he's Mm -hmm. bored at home. He has nothing to do. So he's been like playing in the water. And I normally sit here at the kitchen table and I, you know, do work so I can look over and be like, okay, like he's playing in the water. Well, I hear him and he's like, "Mm, nummy water, nummy water. And I can hear him like slurping water. And the first few times I heard him say it, I'm like, oh, he's sticking his head like under the faucet. Uh Well, I go in there to make sure like he's not making a mess because I can hear him splashing and slurping and he's talking about drinking water. I'm like, what the heck? He's been in there for like 15 minutes. What is he doing? I go in there and I notice that he's filling up my diva cup and drinking out of it oh my god (laughs) and I'm like no 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 don't do it so that is my mommy fashion um and I I I didn't know what to do I'm like you can't drink out of that it's not a cup he's like mommy nummy cup water water and I'm like no it's the wrong kind of cup dude (laughs) 
I have one that kind of goes along with that that happened this week. Ooh, what is it? I mean, it's not as good, but um, so sometimes my 18 month old comes in the bathroom with me because I can't like leave him alone because he's a terror. Um, so I needed to use tampons. And um, so now he, every time he comes in the bathroom with me, he goes into the cupboard and grabs a tampon now and hands it to me. That's not really a confession, but it's like, that's, just, I mean, it's just like, I was like, like today I took him in with me and I was, he went right to the cupboard and grabbed him. And I was like, oh, like, that's interesting. But that's, yeah. Um, let me think of something. I'm not very good at this. Um, Milo does this, he likes to dig around in the drawer and be like, mommy, you need this for your butt? You need this for your butt? <laughs> for I'm your like, butt. For my butt. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm, You're going to be scarred. Because all of my is- confessions are on this podcast. So if he ever like grows up and listens to them, he's going to have Feel like, there's going to be a big therapy bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny though, that he drank out of it. I can't, I don't know. Um, I'm not very, I mean, I have a lot of things that have happened to us that are just, I mean, we've had to tell a lot of white lies for our kids. Um, I, I feel like if you don't like white lie to your kids, drink coffee and wine as a mom, I feel like you're a robot. Yeah. I like, mean, you have to, or you're lying. Like you're lying to yourself. Like I don't some, know. <laughs> somebody's lying. And it's somebody I, to my kid. <laughs> we have this um, Santa Claus key. This is something, I guess, but it's not, I mean, it's not even that good. I can't even think of anything really that good. I know. And I'm not saying we're perfect because that's beyond, <laughs> beyond that. Um, but we um, have the Santa Claus key because we don't have a, a chimney. So we give this, the Santa Claus key, the elf brings it the night before Christmas. Well, or on Christmas Eve, obviously Christmas Eve. Um, but anyway, um, my son, my, he was four. So it was a couple of months ago. He was in my, um, uh, like dresser or whatever, not dresser, um, nightstand. And he found the key in there and he like ran downstairs and they're all excited. And they're like, the elf brought us the key. And this was before, way before Christmas. So it would have been more than a couple months ago. And so we had to run out and go, like my husband had to go out that night and he was like, crap they think that the elf brought us or brought them the key so then our santa dropped it off or whatever so then they have to get gifts and so then we had to he ran out and got gifts so then they'd still believe in santa claus so that's i mean that was something that was my mistake for not like putting it away because we wanted them to still believe because that's what we do but it was like yeah so see milo's never believed in any of that stuff no. I've even tried and I've tried and I've tried. He thinks the Amazon, del- he believes more in the guy who ordered, like delivers our Amazon packages than he does Santa. Um, and like, even like the Easter bunny, like we just had Easter and I'm like, oh, let's go hunt Easter eggs. And he's like, what are Easter eggs? And I'm like, the Easter bunny leaves them. And sometimes there's there's coins because he's like obsessed with coins and I've been like mm-hmm. getting as many coins as I can, especially like cool ones, because I've, I feel like everything, especially after the pandemic is going to be more like electronic. 
Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I want to keep like any cool coins, you know? So I was like, oh, it's like, you know, the Easter bunny comes in and he like lays these eggs that have treats or coins. And he's like, yeah, but rabbits uh, don't lay eggs. So <laughs> I'm like, he's smarter. <laughs> uh, no more our planet for you. <laughs> National My Geographic were- is done. <laughs> that is hard though the amazon thing because before they were at, the two older ones were at school so like christmas was really hard they were always dad we always because they would want to open them and we were opening them like right away well then christmas was coming so like they were their gifts so we'd have to um i would tell them that they were daddy's tools because <laughs> he was building something and my I'm my eight-year-old is like geez daddy just keeps on getting a lot of tools and we're like yeah <laughs> lots of tools all the tools <laughs> but yeah that was a that's a lie we, we were telling them so now but now we're back to like opening them right away but then I hope they're back in school next year because we're gonna have to do the same thing but yeah this past year <laughs> probably ruined Christmas for my son for the rest of his life because we ordered everything. His dad had stuff shipped here and I did all of our, like his Christmas shopping online too. So, and then because it's like the holiday season, like things would be delivered early or like we wanted to make sure we ordered everything in time. So it was just packages showing up like throughout the week, the weeks, like leading to Christmas And then I'd wrap them and put them under the tree because I don't have like anywhere to store these boxes. Oh yeah. (laughs) So, and he, all he wanted this year for Christmas was those wooden train tracks. Okay. So he got like Thomas trains and he got these wooden train tracks. Um, Of course he doesn't play with them. He's moved on. Uh, But which is great. We have the same issue at our house. They'll play with them if they're like at a library or something, but they will not play with them in my house. He played with them for years now. And then then at Christmas, I asked him, I'm like, what do you want for Christmas? You got to tell Santa. And he's like, all I want is a train bridge for my wooden train set. And I was like, okay. So we got some train bridges and we got more tracks. And then it was like a couple months, not even a couple months. After that, he started getting into dinosaurs and this National Geographic thing on Netflix. And now he just watches like things. He watches that Neil deGrasse Tyson guy. Uh I'm like, you are so, it's so annoying when you're a single parent, but you're parenting your ex, just a small version of him. And I'm like, You are so your dad. It's annoying because that's what his dad would turn on like at night was this Neil deGrasse. And I feel like him and like Morgan Freeman or like, um, who was another one? There is another, oh, like Bob Ross, like those voices, like just put me to sleep. And I'm like sitting here trying to do bookkeeping, which is like super thrilling work, by the way. Uh, I love my job and I love what I do, but it's like not the most exciting. I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, (laughs) And then I have the TV right over here. And he's like, it's just this Neil guy talking in like the most soothing audio book style voice about outer (laughs) space and how we are. We are nothing but a sand in the, in the galaxy of infinity-ness and 
Well, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to fall asleep. Fall asleep? Oh my gosh, that's really <laughs> funny. Oh, geez. That's funny. But this was super fun. Um, you're so welcome. I'm going to have to reach out to you when we want to start booking trips because I'm one of those people that's like ready to get the hell out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that's how we are. That's why I wasn't going to fly, but then we found some plane tickets for like $300 for all six of us. I know Boston's free, but like, yeah. So we bought them and we were like, screw it. Yeah, do it. I guess we got to (laughs) go. But we're excited. We're, we rented a house and I'm working with a bunch of small shops to like promote for them. And I'm excited about that. And then it'll help my travel business too, like that sort of thing. And I need to get out there and do things and see things and got to get back to it, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> we'll have fun. we already have like one foot out the door, <laughs> but tell everybody who's listening where they can find you online, um, get in touch with you to even book travel or talk about traveling um, and see you on social media. Okay. So I have a mom blog where I share um, a lot of things that we do and um, promote other small businesses. I'm really about that. Um, My um, handle is doing.mom.things. It's just doing mom things. And then um, I also have a blog that goes with that, but you'll find that link on that on Instagram. And then Pixie, Pixie Kelsey is my travel um, handle, but you can also just do doing mom things and you'll find it there too. So, but yeah, I work for a company called Pixie Travel and I love it. And we primarily do like Disneyland, Disney World and the cruises, but we also can do Hawaii or inclusives or home rentals. We can do it all universal. So awesome. Yeah. I feel like all inclusive is something I would have never done when I was traveling back in the day because I was like, I want to live in like the community and I want to talk to the people and I want to eat all the crazy food and go shopping on the street. Uh, but now as a mom, I want to sit on a beach and have some, you know, (laughs) free all-inclusive drinks delivered to me and like they're really not not that expensive they're I yeah they're so they're really not but like if you have the food like you get food and drinks and if you drink I mean we'll go to I mean I know I book a lot of Disney and those are like pretty expensive but um so in that in those terms um all-inclusives are pretty fairly inexpensive like for the food and everything a friend of mine is going to Puerto Vallarta and Cancun and it's like 200 bucks a person. It's not expensive. Like I just book, I mean, I book them all, I book them, but, um, there, and I hadn't booked any inclusives until after the pandemic. So I kind of started travel planning in 2019 and then, yeah, at the end of 2019, then, you know, I didn't really get into it too much, but, um, but yeah, they're like $1,200 for like a couple. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's cheap, like a no brainer. I don't know. And you get the food and drinks and that's like, I don't know. It seems like we haven't gone yet, but we will once our kids are a little bit older, but yeah, it sounds pretty fun. <laughs> sounds really fun right now. <laughs> well, if anybody out there listening is ready and eager to get out of their house, like we are definitely hit up Kelsey. She can help you plan all of that. I would be excited to plan for you. 
Well, thank you so much for being my guest. This was so fun. I know. Normally I have like an outline and we play a game, but I feel like our conversation was just so um, easy that I'm like, I don't need to fill up any time. (laughs) Good. I have written down just in case, because sometimes I get so nervous and I don't like know what to say, but um, because I've done a few like news things and stuff, but this was a lot easier. This is like a conversation rather than like scary. So thank you. <laughs> it was good. We're not scary over here. However, <laughs> no, I would you. love to have the founders of Scary Mommy on the podcast. I wonder that if that would be awesome. That episode would be scary. <laughs> you would be, yes, I would be, that would make me very nervous, but it depends. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. But this was, this was great. So thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, thank you for rescheduling. And Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and, um, have a good time on your trip. Are you a fan of the mommy wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love besides obviously tuning in every wine Wednesday for new episodes is shopping the mommy wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the mommy wines branded goodness mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning Java iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies, perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course, flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. And don't forget, if you're listening on YouTube, to give this video a big thumbs up and make sure to subscribe. And feel free to share this episode with your friends. Be like, hey girl, just listen to this super awesome and relatable podcast from Mommy Wines. Here's the link to the episode. Have fun. You know. And to support the show and keep it growing, snag some MWP merchandise available at themommywines.com. You can also find all of my wine gadgets and my favorites right there under the shop page. For even more tipsy content, follow Mommy Wines Podcast on Instagram. On IG, I go live with real wine industry professionals. I try new sips connect with all of you wine moms, and share some pretty funny memes if I do say so myself. All sponsor info and links will be available in the details below. So until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.